Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of This Week in AML. I'm John Byrne, Chair of the AMLRS Advisory Board. And I'm Elliot Berman, our Creative Director. We are excited to welcome you to the This Week in AML podcast, where we explore key news and developments in the global financial crime prevention community. Hi, John. How are you this week? Hey, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, very happy that young people decided to vote yesterday in the United States in large, large numbers, because uh, we know that you, you and I vote all the time, but it's really nice to see the younger generation vote. So that part was very encouraging. And so um, some things will continue to play out in the, in the U.S. and in the Senate and the House. But just in general, I think people did take their obligations seriously, and that's always a good thing. Agreed. My, uh, our daughter took our seven-year-old granddaughter with her to vote, took her into the booth, actually probably violated some rule by allowing her to fill in one of the circles. But uh, when I saw uh, our granddaughter late yesterday afternoon, uh, she was wearing a future voter sticker and very proud of it. That's great. My, uh, my youngest daughter, Jen, who, as you know, lives in Milwaukee, worked, uh, uh, did some ballot counting last night. So she worked for about 12 hours. So she, so she did her job. So that was. Yeah, that's terrific. Uh, so, uh, this week, the, uh, treasury department announced sanctions against a number of internet based suppliers of illicit fentanyl and other synthetic drugs. I assume you saw that press release. Yeah, I did. I think, um, you know, cause we've talked about this at the uh, partnership forum. We've, we've referenced this with our law enforcement partners on webinars and podcasts, obviously the horrific uh, amounts of fentanyl in the U.S. and just globally can, you know, continue to challenge everybody. And to see this particular activity being done in a coordinated fashion made it especially interesting. So it was U.S. with other countries and uh, the Treasury Department with OFAC, with uh, Homeland Security, DEA. So definitely a major collaborative effort. Yes, and, and that's something that before we started the recording, you and I chatted about that. Um, uh, j- just like the Ukraine uh, or the Russian sanctions related to the invasion of Ukraine, coordinated effort seems to be the most effective. So it's interesting to see that the um, that OFAC and the Treasury continue to use this economic tool in a collaborative fashion, trying to get maximum effectiveness. Right. And the, and the Treasury said they identified over 50 virtual wallet addresses associated with uh, the, the, one of the network's drug trafficking activities. Um, and as we said, obviously, they worked closely with uh, several countries, the Netherlands, United, United Kingdom. Um, you know, this is just another example that I don't think we talked that much about, about the value of sanctions outside of normal you know, money laundering, terrorist financing. This is an uh, this is an equally horrific crime: the spreading of illicit uh, drugs. Uh, but you don't always think about this sort of drug trafficking and the proceeds of this drug trafficking as something that sanctions can can address. And obviously, this is a perfect example uh, of how they've done it very well. And this, you know, they 
basically identified some online marketplaces, uh, things on the dark web. This is really a, a very compelling case. Yes. And, and in many respects, while not money laundering itself, in a sense, uh, it's interdiction at the pre-money laundering stage. Because once, once these ill-gotten funds uh, do flow through the uh, illegal channels, ultimately to make them really usable, some of them are going to be laundered. Right, right, right. And, and you know, as with all these um, uh, actions, OFAC reminds people uh, where to get additional information on how uh, the sanctions process works. There's FAQs uh, that's, that's there. Um, and they also do things like say, hey, if you want information on how to submit a request for removal from an OFAC list, how to do that. So there's a lot of really excellent information in one page uh, press release. Yes. The other thing that was interesting is uh, it's clear that to get to the individuals uh, who are named, uh, there was a lot of excellent investigative work to look through a lot of entities, a number of which are listed in the press release, uh, that are the actual, you know, or the, uh, the face entities of the activity. And um, it reminds us again of the importance of ben beneficial ownership registries right. and, uh, and transparency of ownership, which clearly an organization like this would not like. Uh, but uh, between the investigative groups in the three countries involved, um, there was a lot of terrific work. There were uh, a number of UK-based and um, uh, Netherlands-based companies, which I'm sure is why we, uh, part of the reason they were involved in the cooperation, but um, it takes a village. <laughs> right. And um, two of the individuals, Dutch nationals, they were arrested. And even though they were arrested, they continue to engage in the trafficking, uh, generating millions of dollars in virtual currency from the proceeds through uh, the website they identified was called therealrc.com, the Real which is maintained by one of the two individuals. And they say something that I think we're well aware of. Visitors reach that site through advertisements on pop popular social media platforms. And that's how they purchased uh, the, the fentanyl and the other illegal substances. But by this tells you, again, using social media platforms, uh, virtual currency, uh, you know, drug sale websites, you know, obviously this, this stuff didn't happen 20 years ago. So there's unfortunately all these new mechanisms to move illegal products. And this is just, again, a really good example of how that works. And, uh, like you say, working together with, uh, uh, the agencies in these other countries and the various agencies in our country, uh, it does take all sorts of uh, cooperation to be successful here. Right. Uh, on that same vein, I was reading the uh, IRS CI annual report, which came out within the last week or two. And uh, one of the points of emphasis in that report was their international cooperative efforts, their foreign offices, but also all of the kinds of work they do with foreign, uh, their counterparts in foreign uh, countries to be able to have activity or successful investigations like these occur. Now, uh, 
IRSCI wasn't specifically called out in this, and I don't know if they were involved, but just it reminded me, you know, the FBI, uh, IRSCI, and a number of the other uh, law enforcement agencies in the U.S. have extensive and effective international offices and activities and um, recognizing that uh, to the extent that crime ever stopped at our borders, it certainly doesn't anymore. And you, you really have to, you have to build those partnerships um, across boundaries because um, the, the, uh, the bad guys are absolutely not uh, viewing the borders as any kind of something to stop. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, so uh, just a couple of things coming up. Um, you want to mention the uh, webinar on the 17th of, the, of November, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk a bit about uh, what's coming up in December. Sure. So uh, thanks for the lead in. So at 1 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, GMT uh, will be our November web webinar, and it's on uh, counterterrorism, countering terrorism financing. Uh, a great uh, panel that's going to be led by Dennis Lormel, uh, who many of you have uh, seen on some of our other webinars and heard on our AML Conversations podcast. Um, we're, we're very excited about that. It's one hour and you can register by going to our website, which is amlrightsource.com. And there's a, a landing page there. Or if you scroll down a little bit, a little blue pop-up uh, will come on the screen and you can click on that. It'll take you right to the place to register. And John, tell us about December. So in, in December, uh, the, the, the theme is corruption. And we have uh, two reporters, investigative journalists from the Organized Crime and Corruption Reporting Project, uh, who are going to discuss various elements of uh, global corruption uh, with also something that, that the acronym for the organization is OCCRP. They also have something called a Russian, Russia Asset Tracker. Uh, which is an interesting um, database uh, that um, investigators use. So we talk a little bit about that, but also uh, about the problem of corruption globally and some of the cases that are they are investigating as we speak. So they promised us that in early December, a couple of things that they're on will be finalized and we'll break those stories. They'll break those stories on our webinar in December. So looking forward to that as well. Yeah, and that, uh, that webinar is December 15th, um, and that's at uh, also 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time in the U.S. and Canada, and at 6 p.m. GMT uh, in the U.K. So, uh, John, you have a great weekend, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Take care, Elliot. Stay safe. Okay. Bye-bye.